Welcome to Film Club number six. This month we talk about 65, available in cinemas, and the 2001 Planet of the Apes, streaming now on Disney+. Have you ever ended up on a planet that was Earth, but not on Earth that you're used to seeing and you have to encounter some sort of adapted species? It's weird that you should ask that question because last weekend I was on a spaceship. Right. And um, all of a sudden there was, I can't remember if it was shockwaves or meteors, but either way, one of them hit, not my, um, not my plane, my friends, and he just disappeared. And he's gone. He's just gone. And that's it now. He's just completely... Yeah, it was a bad weekend. Really bad weekend. Because now I've got to explain to his you know, family and friends that I don't know where he's gone. How about you? It's, it's a lot to be put on you. No, no. I've never been in any sort of situation mm. like that. Yeah. Tell you as though. Who? Adam Driver in 65. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Isn't it crazy how similar the first 20 minutes of both those films are? They're very similar. So a good pick for a film club. Thank you. I handpicked that it to be similar, which was your task for me. Yes. And I'm pretty, pretty good. And then today's my job to pick, at the end, to pick for next yeah. month something similar to whatever we decide as our new film. But that's later. Tall order. Yes. We're starting with the new film. Yeah. In film club number five. And that new film is 65, which for anyone who doesn't know, is a film that's currently out in the cinema on the big screen. And it sees Adam Driver play a bloke called Mills. And he has a crash on an unknown planet and quickly discovers that he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. But there's no time travel in this film. It's like... He's an adapted species. He's he's a human 65 million years ago from another planet. So 65 million years ago, people may have worked out dinosaurs were knocking about on Earth. Specifically, dinosaurs were knocking about and were nearly wiped out by an asteroid. It, was, it wasn't long before that. And the film does cover that. Spoiler warning for both 65 and Planet of the Apes today. But if I'm right, I'm asking you questions about 65. I think yeah, you start it, and I'll do I'll do um, Planet of the Apes. Apes. Sure. So if you think of sixty five right now, we saw it a few days ago uh, at time of recording. If you think of it right now, what what image do you see? What do you think of? Weird dinosaurs, mm. weird lizardy dinosaurs. Yeah, that and aren't real. That aren't they're not real, are they? Uh, I did I did a bit of uh, research, and no, apparently they didn't exist. Oh, well, that's a shame. That's even more annoying. Because I, th- yeah. I thought, I said to you, didn't I, at the cinema, that I thought they were like, they did a bit more research than Jurassic Park. Because obviously Jurassic Park was in the 90s. We know a lot more now. Most of them are co- covered in feathers and so on. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, okay. But the the weird lizardy ones, they didn't look right. No, they didn't. They, were just they looked like lizards. slithering about. Yeah. So I wasn't there for that. But that's what I think of. Fair play, fair play. You? Do, I mean, I, I mean, uh, probably same. 
instantly I think of Adam Driver in a shuttle. Yeah. Because Adam Driver, I guess, kind of carries this film. Yeah. What was your favourite thing about this? Favourite thing? I feel like a better starting question. Your review. Like generally, what, do what, do, what, do, what do you think of 65? Um, Opening comments, I would say that I wasn't sure if I was enjoying it or not most of the way through. On mm-hmm. reflection, I wasn't really enjoying it, but it was entertaining me enough to get me by. Because I knew it was 90 minutes. It's, you know, it's the sweet spot, which we know. I didn't mind there wasn't too much dinosaurs because I didn't feel like it was about that necessarily. It wasn't necessarily marketed as a dinosaur film. No. My first impression is 65 is the wrong name for that film. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about what it is apart. Like, what is it? It's stupid. Yeah. It was clever. I like the long intro and then 65 million years ago. Planet Earth. I like that thing, the reveal, because I didn't really yeah. realise that was what was going on. Maybe I should have. But yeah, just a little bit drab. A little bit drab. What about your opening statements? Yeah, I found it really boring. Uh, I thought a film with Adam Driver with a space gun fighting dinosaurs, I thought, how can this, this isn't, there's one thing this isn't going to be, it's boring. But it wasn't. I kind of wanted it to be silly and mm. have Adam Driver riding a dinosaur and I just yeah. wanted it to be stupid and it wasn't. And I have I found a question it quite for you. Slow. Yeah, go on. If you were to write, if you were to make your own dinosaur film. Yeah. What would you do? What would it be about? It's a very good question, Gareth, and I'm really glad you asked. Uh, I would do, you'd have to go the Jurassic Park route. I do you think? think? I think so. Because there weren't by humans. That, what do you mean by that? As in, like, you'd have to set it now. And have right. dinosaurs about now. Yeah. And I'd want each one to be in a different location around the world. So you could have a New York one. You know, like yeah. Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Yeah. When in that Godzilla, they have a really good depict, like that film's average, but you, it has a really good idea of scale of how scary this Godzilla is and how people have to come together. And I feel like if you had that sort of dingier, darker world, like even Godzilla, it's raining all the time. So that makes such a difference. So maybe if you had that sort of vibe going on with a dinosaur film and you're in New York or you're in some sort of busy American state or American city, sorry, and you've got dinosaurs roaming about, that'd be very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Primeval? No. That was a TV show. Me and my brother loved it. <clears throat> and it was... Basically, each week there'd be a new dinosaur that a team of dinosaur experts would have to get back into an anomaly. There was an anomaly that had opened up between our world and the time when dinosaurs were around. So they mm-hmm. had to get this dinosaur back into the anomaly. That was that was their task each week. And they had one that was set in a the Velociraptor episode was in a bowling alley. They had a Ankylosaurus, is that what they're called? But one of those with the big spikes in a forest. Like they were always in different places and it was very exciting. So I feel like putting dinosaurs in our world would be really cool because really on film, we've not actually had that because Jurassic Park, sure, they hinted it, but it's still in these Jurassic Park settings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would maybe go and add to that as a plot point and say there was never the um, meteorite and so they were never extinct. That's a good idea. Isn't it? That's a good idea. 
Or like the meteor just mi- isn't that the good dinosaur? Isn't that the concept in that that the meteor just flies past Earth? Right. In the Pixar film, but yeah, to have a live action. Mm, but would humans adapt in the same way if that were? Well, this is it. Interesting current conundrum, right? What happens? How have uh, dinosaurs evolved since then? It's a good point. Maybe they're turning to monkeys. Mm, and then apes. Sorry, apes. They're lower down the evolutionary ladder, just above humans. <laughs> That's. I mean, we're getting onto that, but you're spot on. You, you're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I digressed there. You've put your hand up on. Um, I did that a while teams. ago, and now I don't know how to put it down. Oh, uh, you, you've just got to press it again. I've, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, there we go. So why does this film not quite... Obviously, we've said it's a bit slow, it's a bit drab and boring with the words we used. Get that on the poster. But <laughs> why do you think this does... Like, why don't you think this works quite as well as you wanted it to? Is it because it lacks fun? <clears throat> yeah, I think it lacks fun. I think it lacks maybe an extra couple of characters. Mm. But I mean, it's quite nice that he's on his own, I guess, figuring things out. Fun is the main factor, yeah. Bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Do you think the prehistoric medium's done now, or do you think there's still scope for dinosaur movies? Well, that's why I asked the question because dinosaurs, like, what more do you do apart from they chase you a bit and they're really angry? Sure, yeah. That's why I was so excited about Jurassic Park Dominion from the trailer. It looked like what you were saying: they're roaming the earth, all around, roaming- everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the so, first five minutes kind of does that, doesn't it? And then it never really yeah. goes back to it. So I think you said a while ago that somebody said in the film industry, why aren't there not more dinosaur movies? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why, because what else do you do apart from yeah. screaming dinosaurs and eating you? But I mean, sometimes that's that's maybe what you need. Mm. Like if they, I think what I mean is if you had like, you know, like the Conjuring movies, where the, the concept of the country movies is that these team of conjurers, I don't know what they're called, but people yeah. who are basically getting the, the spirits out of their homes. And each film is kind of a different home and a different story, but they still have these links. If it was like that, that they were called up, there was a dinosaur. There weren't many dinosaurs left. They're going extinct, but there are some. So you can have like the first film, uh, come and sort me out, mate. There's a triceratops in my garden. They go around, they help the triceratops out. Next one, there's a T-Rex who's just bitten off the head of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, Jesus. There's the sequel. Do you know, so you could have a different, each film, a different dinosaur tearing up. Different location, yeah. 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 Keeps it fresh. I like that it was almost a harking back to old actions where you get, it's it's a name that you're going to see, really. You're going to see him in a dinosaur film. You're going to see Adam Driver. Well, I've, I've, he said that he did it because of his kids. All, a lot of his films since Star Wars, kids haven't been able to watch. So he wanted a family movie that families could go and see because there should be more mm. of that. Which I back Which that. Which I, yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I, do you think kids I would think be it's a bit got bored place. by this? Yeah, maybe. It has got its place. Yeah. I'm happy to go and watch five more of them. I'm still not enjoy it, but I'm a nerd, aren't I? We're nerds. We'd go and watch. Yeah. But like an Arnold Schwarzenegger dinosaur movie. Who doesn't want to see that? Oh yeah, absolutely here for it. Or The Expendables. Oh yes. Meets Jurassic Park. Meets dinosaurs. <laughs> Imagine that. 
I've opened mean, another bloody park again and it's gone <laughs> AWOL. Who can we bring in? The Expendables. That would be huge, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It would be incredible. It would be the best film ever made. Well, we don't know any details about Expendables 4 yet. So maybe... Dinosaurs. That's the key. Maybe. Well, it kind of brings on to the performance then of Adam Driver. He's still great in this. Like, there's nothing... Yeah. But he's, you know, he's still Adam Driver. I was just imagining him in House of Gucci... And the other one, White Noise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a chameleon, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. But even like Kylo yeah. Ren, oh, he's great. He can afford to be in more action films. Yeah, for sure. He could go but, in any direction, couldn't he? That's what's Well, as well, he, he was a Marine. So was he? he has that, uh, obviously not experience of fighting dinosaurs, but experience hmm. of being tactical and how you maybe approach certain situations. I think he's great. And it star power is definitely still important in 2023 because if this didn't star Adam Driver, do you think it would even have got a cinema release? Probably not. Like it felt quite, despite the dinosaurs, it felt quite small scale. Yeah. And what was the um, Ariana Greenblatt? That was the other kid. That was the kid in it. The kid, yeah, I think so, yeah. <clears throat> Can't remember if she's any good or not. No. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? A bit forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rewatch 65? Mm, not, no, I wouldn't. Not our choice. But if someone else wanted to watch it, I'd I'd stick it on. Yeah. I know you've said in the past about uh, scripts, that you don't really think about scripts. But I imagine this on paper sounded really good. Like all the dialogue's quite good. Yeah. Um, but I imagine on paper, like seeing like, and then a dinosaur jumps up on the cliff and, he wrestles with it for a bit and then they're in a cave and then the dinosaur silhouettes there and all of those bits I imagine sounded very good, but actually there was never much tension in those yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a question in there, but I don't really know what it is, but the script basically, do you think the scripts h- helped this film or hindered it? You're asking the wrong guy, mate. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you said you topped this question with, I know you don't think about scripts. So what were you expecting for me to yeah. say? Well, it made me think like what, Jurassic me... World Dominion had a terrible script. Yeah. The dialogue was really clunky. So mm. that's what made that film worse. Whereas this film, it wasn't let down by its script. So perhaps if they had the scope, the scale, the budget, the cast of Jurassic World Dominion with the writers of this, maybe there'd be something, something good there. I don't know. I think fundamentally, it harks back to the problem is what do you do? What else do you do with dinosaurs? That's quite inventive. Yeah. Because, yeah, there were there were bits, like you said, when there was the thunderstorm and then you saw the T-Rex silhouette. Yeah. That was cool. But what else? Yeah. Is it other than, oh yeah, a scary dinosaur behind you? Okay, what would you, so so to me, this kind of felt like a first draft. It felt like it wasn't fleshed oh, really? out enough. Yeah. It felt like it was like missing something. So what do you think if you had this film and you could add one thing to it to make it more exciting, like a set piece or a specific scene or a moment or an outcome, what would you pick? Well, there was a bit, wasn't there, where she was hiding and behind a rock and then behind that rock was a load of birds. That was pretty, that was probably the... Most yeah, tense moment. Good. Yeah. More tension about what the 
what the possibilities of dinosaurs like they're just scary because they're big and yeah and like the birds look freaky so building tension more rather than just having them bite people's bite at people and run chase them yeah 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 well it's like that first Jurassic Park that T-Rex scene is so good because it just builds tension and you feel how scared they all are yeah I know what you mean about it being a first draft but like well what would you do what would you I, I agree with you, but that there's moments like, like, for example, they go to get the other pod, which is much further away. He's got to get yeah. to that bit of the ship. Just make more of that, like keep changing the terrain and in each terrain come across a different dinosaur and with each dinosaur have a different energy so that you can have a T-Rex scene when it's all very ducking and diving out of the way and there's no mm. attention to have a Velociraptor scene when it's all about being stealthy and then... So you could have different ideas. So there's glimmers of it, like you said, with the like uh, the scene behind the rock with the bird, the flying dinosaurs. There's moments like that that you think, okay, there's an idea of a film here. Just make it more. Just if mm. you, you know, the CGI was good. So just lean into that CGI more. Yeah. And then there's dinosaurs that don't want to rip your head off. Use some of them yeah. to help you out. Yeah, 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 for sure. So your initial response of the film... I remember when we came out of the cinema, I was like, well, you said to me, what did you think? And I said, I thought it was really boring. What about you? And you were like, I didn't mind it. But yeah. has your opinion changed since then? I don't think so. It did have, I liked the, almost, when I was watching it, I didn't mind the fact that there wasn't too many dinosaurs. In fact, I thought that's quite refreshing. And it's more about the impending doom of the meteorite and stuff. Yeah. So I didn't mind that so much. But maybe I like it less on thinking back to it. But watching it, I just had an okay time. Wasn't that bad. I should go with that initial instinct, shouldn't I? What I thought as soon as I came out, rather than go, well, actually, now I'm thinking about it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, but sometimes things like Babylon, the ending, at first when I came out, I was like, that was absolutely brilliant. And then the ending just grated on me a little bit over time. And then I changed my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that happens, but if there's not anything specific, then yeah, go with your initial. But I do agree with you. It was almost there. It could have been yeah. incredible. Well, it could have been better, maybe not incredible. Yeah. So what's a good situation for watching this, if not at the cinema? Ice cream with Ooh. some chocolate toppings. Hello. Or some chocolate sauce, strawberry sauce. It's <laughs> it's going to be dark night time maybe fall asleep by the end i think it's a good train film train film and a plane film yeah you're right yeah doesn't need yeah, too choice. much attention you can still afford to be distracted by your surroundings a little bit if you need to yeah in um, fact i probably enjoy it more on a plane than in cinema yeah it didn't need the cinema experience which i don't say very often which is ironic because it's a big film yeah and what is your final review then of 65 so if you're coming into this and you're thinking, should I watch it? I mean, you can, but maybe consider it is watching. It yeah. Maybe could just consider re-watching Jurassic Park. That's my final review. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's better than the worst Jurassic Park movies in the franchise, but nowhere wow. near as good as the best in the franchise. Um, so where are you putting it in Jurassic Park? Oh, um, well, I think Jurassic Park is leagues above any of the others. 
Oh yeah, I'm on about the lowest ones. Where are you ranking it among the lowest? It's probably better than the last one, and better than the lot. Maybe just the last one, or the last okay. two. The last two. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. better than the last two. Yeah, because I like Jurassic Park three. Bit of a guilty pleasure one. I enjoy that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched The Lost World in years, but I don't love that one as much. Uh, well, I two starred this movie. I don't know about you. I think I did in the end, yeah, too. Yeah. So I can share my screen on this, right? Share yeah. your screen, mate, and let's have a look at the wall. What's it called? Is that what we're calling it? The wall. The, yeah, the film club the, wall. The, the film club wall. The focus film wall. Okay. So we need to probably start from the bottom here, don't we, really? Start from the bottom? No. So Violent Night is the lowest film on there. It's better than Fish. Violent Night. I, I don't know, you know. Fear Street's above it, and then The Gentleman's above that. I'm going to say above Violent Night. Okay, so you think in between Violent Night. Violent Night and Fear Street? Violent Night annoyed me. Yeah. Whereas this didn't annoy me. I was just a bit like, oh, well. Yeah. And Fear Street had fun moments in it. It did. We had a lot of fun <laughs> watching parts of those films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we'll come back to that wall in a bit, but for now... Park Thank it. you very much, Mr. Wall. So now we move on to my pick, which um, is Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton edition from 2001. So what made you pick this one, Gareth? Because we had a look at the synopsis for 65 and I wanted to find something similar so we could... It'd be a similar genre, similar feel, similar vibe. And it turns out it's practically identical first half an hour, as we mentioned. If you're not familiar with Planet of the Apes as a concept, this is a heart, a, a reimagining, I would say, of the original. Yeah. As a, a weird plot point. After a reimagining. If I read the synopsis, so we're all on board, after a spectacular crash landing on an uncharted planet, brash astronaut... He's brash. Leo Davidson find himself trapped in a savage world where talking apes dominate the human race. Uh, we'll, we'll stop there. Starring Mark Wahlberg, Tim Roth, Hannah Bonham Carter, Michael Clark Duncan, and many more. Chris Christopherson. Directed by Tim Burton. On paper, an absolute classic in the making. Ellis, I was very excited for you to watch this because <laughs> um, I had this on DVD when I was a kid. I don't know if I was gifted it or I used my um, pocket money. One of the first DVDs I owned, very excited. I watched it all the, uh, yeah, I was obsessed. But mainly because I owned the DVD and not because it was any good. But I was excited to see what your thoughts were. So op- opening remarks, please, Alice. Uh, I, I messaged you partway through because we watched this, both watched this last night at the time of recording, ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, message you saying I can't decide whether this is a miss like a a, a master a, a unappreciated masterpiece or whether it's absolute garbage mm-hmm. because everything looks amazing like the makeup is unreal particularly on the male monkeys I feel like they've got the male apes looking better than the female apes yeah. in this I don't really know why uh, but I feel like, I feel like they tried to make the female apes sexy. Yeah, instead of just them being apes. 
Where what was going on with that? Helena Bonham Carter's hair? It was well nice. Yeah. I was like, hold on. She had a perm, didn't she? She did, yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Yeah, so that was weird. But the the makeup is amazing and the costume is amazing. Um, The cinematography basically is is pretty brilliant. And there's moments in this when you have little scenes, like, for example, there's a scene with Tim Roth's evil character, Thade. Is it Thade? Yeah, yeah. And he's talking to the two big gorillas and he's like shouting at them and then he shafts them with his two spiky <laughs> things that he's got. And I was like, this yeah. is awesome. This is really, really cool. And there were a couple of bits like that. Uh, I don't like Mark Wahlberg as a, as no. an actor. He irritates me. So that was a cross straight away, but I tried to, you know, put that to the back of my head. Yeah. But by the end, the last like 10 minutes I wrote on Letterboxd, the last 10 minutes somehow ruin an already pretty confusing film and confusing because I was not by plot, but confused and on whether it was good or not, um, because certain things work, like dialogue doesn't well, work, story doesn't work. Let's dive into the final 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think in a bit, but um, that ending, can we talk about the ending? Yes. Just to start with. <laughs> uh, so he leaves the planet successfully. He does. Yeah. He's only, he hits one of them things, goes back in time, lands on earth and he sees the stat, the thingy statue and it's an ape and it's Thade. It's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I, honestly, the picture I've not been able to get out of my head since is that. What the, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And then who, when commissioned to build a statue that looked like Abraham Lincoln as a monkey was like, yeah, all right, I'm on it. It's actually Thade. It says in the writing. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an alternative um, ending where he crash lands on Earth, but in the middle of a um, basketball pitch while there's a game on. He comes out of the thing, he looks around, and the whole crowd are apes, and they're looking at him like, what the hell? So it's the same ending. Right. But I think it made it probably better. Yeah, probably. The Lincoln thing, it felt too like they were trying to be like the original with the Statue of Liberty yeah. and do something different that he's looking at and it just didn't. And then you have the apes all turning up in the cop cars. And I was like, what the heck? I was already pretty like put off by the battle at the end because there's some ridiculous things going on in that battle, which just made me laugh. Uh, so I was already getting put off. But then, yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, what in the world? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the battle's random. But then the ending doesn't really make much sense. I don't know if they were eyeing up a sequel where they'd explain all I, that. I feel like they maybe were, but yeah, it doesn't quite work with no explanation because in theory he's gone back to the time he was from. Yeah. But where he was, it oh, I don't know. It it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I was going to say you could do a podcast talking all about it, but that is literally why is, we're here. This is what we're here, yeah. So, so you could. I could. could I think what to. I mean is that they by the end they're like, the Paul Giamatti ape is like, now you've given me an understanding on how humans and apes can live together. Yeah. So does that imply that then by the time we get back to where he goes at the end, it's like, well, now they're living together, but it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, oh, well, apes have taken over still and Thade won. And yeah, it feels like we've just gone back to a different earth. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't feel like, Cohesive. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you with what I thought of the film as a rewatch. 
I had a bit of nostalgia mixed in. Uh-huh. And up until the last half an hour, I was still quite enjoying it. The last 45 minutes. So the first hour and a quarter is actually pretty good. And then it just loses its way. It could have been at least half an hour shorter, I reckon. Definitely, yeah. Cut out. But then when I started thinking about it, actually the story is pretty basic. What I loved about the original was the um, the way that all the different apes had a different role in society. So um, it is reflected a little bit in this. So the gorillas are the really strong army types and... But it's not as obvious. In the original, you've got like the orangutans, so like the law people, and then there was that interesting hierarchy. There's nothing interesting going on that reflected our times. No. In this one. And so you're just left with a complete role reversal where humans or the apes are like fully standing up, they're talking like we are. Um, but there's no they're almost like in medieval times. Did you notice yeah, yeah. they ran past a group of teenagers wearing full leathers? Did you notice that? No. <laughs> There's oh, this group that. of rowdy teenagers and they were just like listening to some sort of rock and roll music in leathers. <laughs> I thought, actually, I don't, pretty sure they've got no cars at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how? Yeah, that doesn't yeah. work. So it was lacking in those, in those yes. areas. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought the same. Uh, what do you think of the performances? Um, Mark Wahlberg's playing who he always plays, really. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. Slightly there's annoyed. A couple of, yeah, man. there's a couple of really bad performances. Paul Giamatti is Paul Giamatti to 100%, but it kind of works. But the standout is Tim Roth. I genuinely thought Tim Roth was absolutely brilliant as Dade. Yeah. Like... Like you can't, I have to ask you which one he is. Um, yeah. Because you can't tell. Whereas Helena Bonham Carter, as soon as she speaks, you're like, oh, well, that's Helena Bonham Carter. Whereas Tim Roth, you can't tell because it doesn't sound like him. It's it's just completely different. And he's he's genuinely brilliant in this film. I think he took it so seriously. And that's what makes it work, his character work. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily on performances, but I hate that they made Dana a love interest. Because mm. it wasn't even, there wasn't even a subplot of that. No, it's just, just right at the, the end, end. He goes back and kisses her. And I thought, just because she's a woman, he's had to kiss her. It's much more compelling to have him going back home where we already know that he's dating some, he's seeing someone. Yeah. It's a much better idea to have him wanting to go home. And then when he gets home and apes turn up ready to arrest him, he's like, oh, well, shit. Yeah. I can't see my missus now. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. And he kisses Helen Bonham Carter. You notice that? Just kisses everyone, which is a bit weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Yeah. Do, do you think they went for a Back to the Future approach? In that, you know, when he goes back and things have changed for the worse, is that the kind of idea? Yeah, so it's almost like the butterfly effect. Yeah, he thinks he's going to have made a difference and then he goes back and... Actually, no difference has been made. He's made it worse. Well, there hasn't been difference, but it's been worse. No, I don't think it's as intellectual as that. I just think they try to make a, a uh, like a different ending. Yeah, yeah, cliffhanger, yeah. I thought Helena Bonham Carter was good, even though she did, you could tell it was her. I thought she was a really, in, just an interesting, there wasn't Character. much interesting going on. Yeah. The most interesting bit was, like you say, the makeup was just unbelievable. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I spent most of the film like baffled by how good it was and looking at the intricacies. Yeah. In the parts of the face. So. I think that's what blew me away when I first watched it. And it's probably why I watched it quite a lot because I was, because I was a big fan of the original and then mm-hmm. seeing this, I was like, oh my God. Uh, and then I remember the, when this new one came out, the new trilogy, I was a bit against it when I heard it was going to be CGI. I thought, oh, that's going to ruin it. But yeah. it was, it the opposite so was well. the case. Yeah. yeah. I liked the, the score because it was, they, they took inspiration from the original. I think. Ah. It was sort of like. Well, it was tribal. a Danny, obviously it's Tim Burton directing. It was a Danny Elfman score. So. Yeah. You expect. Did you notice um, that Charlton Heston was in it? No. Do you know who you played? No, no idea. Tim Roth's dad. Ah, Zaius, the dying one. Yeah. Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. Is that why he's called Zaius? I think so. And he said his last line is something, um, damn, your, damn them all to hell or something. And he grabbed, he's uh, like, damn them all to hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, interestingly, at the time, he was the, the head of the, the gun association in America. And so that whole scene where they break it the thing and the guns there. I think he orchestrated that because he just loves guns. Oh, oh Christ. Well, I didn't know that about little, the guy. Little tip, little tip bit for you. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Are there any other sort of lingering questions that confused you? Like I mentioned the leather. Uh, yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> Ending's a bit weird. Any other weird things that. There probably was, but I didn't write any of them down. I was confused for a while on the hierarchy of humans to apes at the beginning. Yeah. Because they were still calling, there was the guy uh, played by Chris Christopherson, who they still seemed to hold in high regard. And they were talking about his daughter, which was obviously Estella Warren's character. Yeah. I found that all weird because I was like, well, they still respect him, despite the fact he's a human. But then they weren't respecting him. There just didn't seem to be like much linking between when they respected humans and when they hated humans. I guess that's something that I still was confused about. And like I said, I'm confused by the end. <laughs> <laughs> you no look idea. almost annoyed by the end. I I am annoyed because it does kind of cheapen the original in that the original is still great, but it cheapens it to a degree of like, it's going, it's not a parody, but it feels like that. Like, if mm-hmm. you're watching a scary movie, a disaster movie, one of those types of films, you'd expect them to have Abraham Lincoln as a as a chip. Or you'd expect that to be something The Simpsons would take the piss out of. But no, this was a film that's trying to take itself seriously. Yeah. Sorry, I ranted a bit then. Oh, don't you worry about it, mate. Um, do you have a favourite thing about, about, like, a favourite scene, a favourite moment? I think that bit with Thade, where he chops up his guards... With the yeah. spikes in the wind, the like long trees. I really enjoyed that bit. I was like, oh, this guy's mental. He's a brilliant villain. I've got another Thade moment. It was my favourite moment. Do you know when he got, he? they lock him in that bit towards the end and then he goes crazy and then the dust oh, yeah, settles yeah, and yeah. He's, pan- he's like going crazy under the desk. Yeah. And he goes bra- basically back to ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a that, good bit. That was good, yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask you whether your opinions changed because it's been less than 24 hours since you watched it. Correct. And so I think, what did you give it a two? Yeah. Me too. I think back in the day I would have given it a lot higher, but I was 13. Well, that's the thing I really, 
I really thought for the maybe about 45 minutes in, I think, I thought, I think I'm going to really like this and it's going to be a guilty pleasure. And then it just completely fell off and yeah. I didn't enjoy it. So what would have, what could it have done? To Replace Mark that? Wahlberg. But you liked him. Well, you liked the film the first 45 minutes. So say you couldn't replace True. him, but you could change right. what happens. Not end in a big battle. Right. Make it more about Thade tracking him down. Focus more on him. They had something golden with him. So focus more on him tracking them down and then have a scrap on Between the Between him and Mark Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And how would you have ended it? Uh, I'd have ended it with Mark staying, I think. Yeah. Staying and, and help him. And then the love interest bit, make that more of a thing. If you want to make that a thing, make it more of a thing throughout. Don't just throw it in at the end. Yeah. And what does Thade do? So he, Mark Wahlberg wins the battle. Yes. Thade either dead or, well, probably dead makes sense. Oh no, so much better. Thade wins the battle. Thade wins the battle. Villain wins. Mark Wahlberg dead. Thade (laughs) takes over as the leader. And then Helena Bonham Carter has to kill Thade. Here's, I think this is your, um, your thoughts towards Mark Wahlberg rather than thinking about what would be good for the plot. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Thade's about to win. And then in comes Michael Clark Duncan, who played the gorilla. Mm. beats him to death that's because he 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 realizes what's at stake here which is the human race mm-hmm. and so um i'm laughing because finish it. <laughs> i'm laughing because as i said that my missus walked that's the first thing she's probably heard what's at stake here is the human race um, <laughs> yeah it's often so that questions happens. that are pondered on a movie podcast <laughs> <laughs> so Thade's dead everyone's like oh my god the gorilla just killed Thade and that was his right hand man and then together Mark Wahlberg he might be dead too but together they start to build a new community of humans. you keep doing this ape. with your hands and it feels like interconnecting it's a sexual euphemism of some no, sort no, no, between none of ape and human and Helena Bonham Carter becomes the leader. The, le- the leader, yeah. I like that. That's my ending. I think I win out of the two. Oh, fuck you. I think I win what? out of the two. Only because you want Mark Wahlberg to cop it. Yeah, the man's problematic. What can I say? So what's your final review? Uh, it's pretty shit. Wow. Uh, it's it's <laughs> ruined stop. by the end. I'm really glad that you... <laughs> I'm really glad that you made... You picked it and you made me watch it. Um, because it highlights, as much as I said, like it cheapens the first, it actually highlights how good the first is if you look at it through a different yeah. lens, because yeah. it does something that could should be ridiculous. And as this film presents so easily can be ridiculous and shows it as realistic and, and plausible and it works. Interesting because, yeah, it shows that Planet of the Apes is such a good idea, such a good concept, but yeah. you can mess it up. I can see on paper, hire Tim Burton to direct a Planet of the Apes film. It's going to be weird as as you like. It's going to be really strange. But it's almost not strange enough in a Tim Burton way. 
Like, mm. if you think about this came out in 2001, so the films he was bringing out then, you've got like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and Corpse Bride and the Batmans. More of like a Batman style and feel to this film would have made it more compelling because you got it grungier, you got it darker. And I, I genuinely, all personal hatred aside, I think Mark Wahlberg is part of the problem there because he's so like Marky Mark, like, wee, like he just has that sort of new, like, I don't know, he's just got that sort of like chilled attitude that he doesn't really give a shit. And I don't think it works with the rest of the film. I think if you had someone a bit, a bit more serious and a bit more compelling, it might be a bit more engaging. Yeah. Who else? Let's, what, who could do it? Who would replace him? Yeah. Michael was, Keaton. Hmm. What, Maybe not. He wasn't, he wasn't doing much then, was he? I'm just looking at people that, Tim Burton's, what, what, Jack Nicholson. Now, I don't think you'd get him in a film like this, but then he was in Mars <laughs> no. Attacks. So, no, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Johnny Depp's obviously the person he's worked with most, but I, I can't really see Johnny Depp in it. No, I can't see John, Johnny Depp in this. No way. No way, Jose. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. That's what this film was missing, was Danny DeVito as Mark Wahlberg's character. He'd have been a great orangutan, wouldn't he? He would have been, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't he? Oh, God. Running a circus or something. <laughs> so the wall then. Where are we placing the this wall. on the wall? I have a funny feeling where I know where it's coming. Uh, do I even need to get the wall up then? Do we do we think it's going at the bottom, below Violent Night? I almost think it's worth more than Violent Night because at least they put some effort in. Okay, but it's definitely worse than 65. Yeah. Yeah, so let's put it in there then. Poor Violent Night, chilling down there at the bottom. It's healthy to watch some uh, films that are a bit lower down. Absolutely. I, I mean, the wall feels more balanced because before this, the gentleman was third from bottom and we still liked the gentleman. So now yeah. it feels a little bit more balanced out, which we'd need. So before we decide what we're doing next month, which I'm, I always get excited about, I've got a quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. We're playing Is It an Ape in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes? Or is it the prefix to Saurus in a dinosaur name? Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for example, if I said Tyranno, is that an ape name or a dinosaur name? It would either be Tyranno or Tyrannosaurus. And you have to guess. Does that make sense? I say it every time. You're so good at this. I, I thought it might be too loose. A, little, but... a, bit, a bit tenuous. Yeah. But I like it. It's inventive. Okay. Good. First one. Limbo. Limbo? Limbo. So, Limbo or Limbosaurus? Is I'm going to go Limbo. So you think it's a name in Planet of the Apes? Yeah, yeah. It's correct. It's Chris Christopherson. Yeah, Chris Christopherson's character. No, he's a human. It can't be him. It's one of them. One of them's called Limbo. Spino or Spinosaurus? Spinosaurus. It's a dinosaur. You're right. Mosa or Mosasaurus? This one sounds like ridiculous as a dinosaur, but actually this could be a double bluff. So I'm going to go Mysosaurus. You're right. It's a dinosaur. Yes. yes. Three for three. Two more left. Carnot or Carnotaurus? Carnot. You're wrong. Uh, it's a dinosaur. Carnotaurus is a dinosaur. And last one, 
Attar or Attasaurus? Attar. That is correct. That's Michael Clark Duncan's character. Four out of five, yeah. Gareth. I'm pretty sure that's your best yet. I think that's pretty good. That is pretty yeah. good. Film Club Six. Four out of five. Right. We've got to come up with what we're doing next time. And last time we spun about eight films on the wheel. And we were like, we don't need to do that many <laughs> films on the wheel. Uh, yeah. Because... 65, we watched a triple bill. We did 65, Creed 3, and Scream 6. Listen to our episode at the end of the month to hear us talk more about that. But we were like, uh, we would have much rather do Creed 3 or Scream 6 than 65. So I'd say the best thing to do is we both maybe pick two each that we'd like to talk about. And if we can't get to two each, then that's fine. We'll just go less than that. Okay. So So have you got a long list? Yeah, so a long list of films that we can pick between. Uh, We've got Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. We've got Shazam, Fury of the Gods. We've got John Wick, Chapter 4. We've got Tetris, which is coming to Apple TV+. We've got the Super Mario Bros. movie. And that might be about it. Let me just check. Well, I've got to now if you want me to go for it. John Wick 4 okay. and Super Mario Bros. Yeah, and I'm going to add um, Dungeons & Dragons. I'm just going to check that there aren't any that I've missed before I pick my fourth. The Pope's Exorcist is the other option. <laughs> I look good, that. Uh, it looked look like fun. Do you know what? I'm going to go for the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> Let's it put in. it on there. So the Pope's Exorcist is going on as the last one. Giving a swing. So it's either the Pope's Exorcist, Dungeons Dragons on the Thieves, Super Mario Brothers, or John Wick Chapter 4. Spinning Spin that wheel. wheel. Super Mario Bros. Hey. Oh, yes. Okay. That'll be an interesting okay. one to talk about, I think. It will be. It'll be good fun. So basically before like this sort of time next month, watch Super Mario Bros. And we'll be talking about it along with another film. Now then, got a decision to make here. You have, yeah. So So you've got to pick something not necessarily too similar, but something that's sort of in the same ballpark. Could be an animation, could be something that's a video game tie-in, something with Chris Pratt in it. Yeah, something that has a link. I might have the answer. Go on. I just need to check if it's on a streamer. I feel like it won't be. <gasps> it is, it's on Prime. <laughs> oh, no. This is worse than Planet of the Apes, I think. And Here we go. Unless you've not logged it, this is a film, and I think the first classic film that both of us haven't seen. Exciting. That we've picked for a film club. And it is the 1993 Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I've seen It's available on Prime. I've seen bits of it in the past. Yeah. But not the whole thing. It stars Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo (laughs) as Mario and Luigi. (laughs) And (laughs) looking at the average score on Letterboxd, it's got an average of two out of five. 
yeah, there you go. That's what we're going to talk about. It's 104 minutes long, for God's sake. Oh, okay. There we go. That's what we've chosen. So we're going to talk about two Mario movies. Surely we can get together and watch this. I think we've got to. We've got to. And record it. Yeah. But there we go. There's... <laughs> Exciting times. But there we go. It's a me, Mario. Mario special. Before we sign off, let's just give you a little update that focus film we now have a newsletter which yeah. if you're listening to this the newsletter's already <coughs> out so you're probably too late to get that one but we're going to be doing the monthly so go on to focus film and you can find a way to subscribe on there and yeah we, we uh, monthly newsletters you'll basically get some exclusive content uh on there which is which is exciting yeah i've been putting it together it's really good fun there's loads of different articles it's literally jam-packed and I don't just saying that there's a lot of Jam stuff packed. on there. <laughs> Jam packed. Um, so, you know, it's a really good way to spend your screen time. Get off TikTok and just read the newsletter for a bit. Absolutely. So that's going on. Um, plus we'll have our end of the month focus film podcast guest to be announced, but it's, it's in if progress. One. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, focus film club next month will be Super Mario Bros. And Super Mario Bros. Mario versus Mario. Yeah. Let's go. I should have gone. I should have done something. Let's a go. Let's a go. Bollocks. Thanks for listening. Please do hit that like or subscribe button. You can follow us on at Focus Film Blog and read new reviews on focusfilms.online. With thanks to Charles Whitcomb for the theme music. 